another episode of Radio Rounds, the podcast interview series presented by St. Louis Children's Hospital, covering pediatric topics of interest to doctors and healthcare professionals. Here's Melanie Cole. Influenza is a serious disease that can lead to hospitalization and sometimes even death. Every flu season is different, and according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, this year's flu season is off to a fast start, and early indications suggest that it may be more severe than previous seasons. My guest today is Dr. Fad Ahmad. He's a Washington University pediatric emergency medicine physician at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show. Dr. Ahmad, explain a little bit about this year's flu season. How would you characterize what's going on around the country? Thank you for having me. And unfortunately, we are seeing a particularly severe flu season. And here in St. Louis, apparently we're seeing it harder than most. We have run into a season where the flu strain that's circulating predominantly is more severe than what we often see. So it's causing more severe illnesses. We're seeing children and adults get more sick than in prior years. And unfortunately, the vaccine, which is being used widespread sort of at a similar level to prior years, is not as effective against the most common strain, the one that's causing the most severe illness. So that's driving a lot of high levels of illness, a lot, and it's passing from person to person very quickly. And because the vaccine for this particular strain that we're seeing the most isn't very effective this year, it's causing more severe illness and spreading faster as people can't really contain it themselves within their own immune system. So as the vaccine is not working as well as it has done in past years, what makes this year flu so different than past seasons? So the problem is when they create this vaccine, they're trying to sort of guess months in advance which virus strain is going to be circulating so they can match up the vaccine. They can't make us a vaccine that protects against all the strains, so they try and give us a vaccine that protects against the three most common strains that are going to be going. And two of the strains have matched up pretty well, and actually two of those strains are giving decent protection from the vaccine. The problem is the particular strain of the H3 version that's out there right now was not really well matched up with the vaccine. And this particular version of the flu virus that the vaccine doesn't do a lot for this year by itself is already a little bit more severe. It spreads from person to person easier. It makes the person who gets it more sick. And so people that are getting that version of the flu are having more problems compared to those who are getting the versions that the vaccine covered. And so it's making them more dehydrated, longer fevers, more potential need for hospitalization. And unfortunately, we've already seen more severe illnesses and even death in both younger children and adults. So should parents and children still get their vaccinations? Is it too late in the season? They absolutely should be getting their vaccine. It is not too late. There are plenty of places to still go, both your regular physician as well as walk-in clinics around the cities and the countries that you're in, the country that you're in, counties you're in, I'm sorry, may have plenty available. And there's more than one reason to do it. Even if you end up getting the flu and even if it is the strain that is causing more severe illness, while it may not prevent you from getting sick, it is still looks like it's being shown to make the illness you get not as severe. So having any immunity to any type of flu still helps protect a little bit. And so in a little kid or someone with a chronic illness, that can make a huge difference. And even if you don't have a child or a chronic illness, even if you're a healthy adult, going from being sick for four or five days to maybe two or three days is a huge difference. And that's just for those who get sick with the more severe strain, it still does protect reasonably well against a couple of the other strains that are circulating. could help you not get sick at all. And ideally, the best case scenario is it really prevents the severe illnesses, the severe hospital stays, and hopefully prevents some deaths, whether you're a child or adult. Dr. Ahmad, as you're an emergency medicine physician, can you elaborate on the influx of patients needing emergency care this season? And what are you seeing that is the most common complication? 
We are seeing a very high volume of children come to our emergency department, and I think the same is happening around our city, around the county, around the country. Whether you're vaccinated or not, we're still seeing many children get the flu, but most of the ones we're seeing get severely ill didn't get the vaccine. And so we're seeing a high volume of kids with the flu. Uh, many of them are coming in with high fevers, 102, 103, 104, occasionally even 105. Um, certainly the common stuff you'd expect with bad coughs and colds or runny nose, occasionally kids with GI upset kind of problems. And, you know, those who have chronic problems like asthma tend to suffer the most because when you get the flu and you have a chronic respiratory problem like asthma or any kind of chronic lung issue of any kind, the flu virus can can set that off and get you pretty sick from your underlying problem as well. And so we're seeing not only a lot of children just come in because they're so febrile at home that the parents can't control it and kids are miserable, uh, then we're seeing some kids whose underlying illnesses and medical issues are becoming worse and needing hospitalizations to get more support. Have we reached the peak yet? So we are probably at the peak right now. It is possible the peak is starting to go down. What we don't know is how long it will take to go down and when the bottom will come. So while it's perhaps just starting to go down a little bit, it's not quickly. And I would expect we're going to be seeing people with the flu for a while longer. So what would you like pediatricians to know so that they can advise their patients about if their child is sick, about bringing their child in to the pediatrician's office versus the emergency room, what red flags to watch for? You know, parents are always nervous about the fever and how high should it go before you start to really worry? What do you want other pediatricians to know on how to counsel their patients on this? I would guess that most pediatricians probably actually already have a pretty good handle on this approach because it's going to be somewhat similar to what they handle every year with the flu, whether or not the vaccine's effective or not, or any child who's having severe illness with asthma or anything else, pneumonia, whatever it may be. And it still comes down to the basics. While we're sort of in an unique year with how severe the flu is, what's not unique is the precautions you take and what you look for. So the precautions are still the pediatricians know to try and get their patients vaccinated when possible if they have abilities to do outreach to patients who haven't come in. And certainly we'd love for them to try and reach out to them if they have that resource or if they're seeing them for another reason, if they come in for some other you know, injury with an ankle sprain, try and get the vaccine while they're there. Take every opportunity you can. Even in the ER, we're trying to occasionally give flu vaccines when possible to kids coming in for other reasons. But when it comes to when the child needs to come to the emergency department versus go to their pediatrician versus stay home, I think some of that from pediatrician standpoint and the family standpoint is sort of what you'd expect. You know, I think if a child's having a very high fever, if you can't control it for the first two or day, one or two days with the over-the-counter medicine and the child is getting dehydrated because you think they're not drinking enough and a child in diapers, if they're only peeing two or three times a day, that child needs some medical evaluation. And it's always... I think okay to call the pediatrician first if you're unsure. If you think the child may be able to go to your doctor first and they're open, call them. And a lot of them will fit you in. A lot of our pediatricians are very accommodating and will see their own patients same day if possible. But if you're worried that your child is severely dehydrated or having a significant amount of trouble breathing, if they have asthma and your asthma and their asthma is flaring up or something else is going on and you can't control their symptoms at home or they're getting worse quickly, you know, that's what the emergency department is for. You know, we're always there, we're always open and if a pediatrician has a question or call. We take phone calls from them. I talk to our community doctors all the time to give advice or help them decide, you know, when a child needs to come or if a child is already here, when to follow back up with their doctor. How long are they contagious? If someone does come down with the flu, how long should they really stay out of the public health area? 
they can be contagious for several days. The fever alone can last four or five days for many children, and the coughing can often last a while longer, even when they're feeling a lot better. We don't necessarily say you have to stay home until the cough is gone because a lot of the cough after the virus is gone is just from irritation. But generally, you want to stay home until you're fever-free for at least a day. And ideally, if you're actively coughing significantly, having flare-ups of your underlying medical problems, and still needing fever pain medicine, then you probably should stay home, particularly if you're a child. And you know, if you have a child and you're sending them off to daycare because it's very contagious and it'll spread very easily person to person. And if you're an adult, try not to go to work. You know, We've already had two of our own physicians from our group get sick with the flu. They're definitely vaccinated and taking all the precautions, and they are still exposed and unfortunately got ill. What's the best way to protect young children that are too young to receive the vaccine? Well, we don't say to put them in a bubble, but I say do a lot of hand gel. Keep them away from other sick children. If you have, you know, if, if you already know that there's a, an outbreak of something in your daycare and other children are coming in with low-grade fevers and coughs and colds, you, you know, we don't say keep them home when they're healthy, but just recognize that that is going to be a potential site of exposure. And, you know, if you have other children at home, and a lot of our families do, they have more than one child, the older child will bring something home and there's a baby at home, and maybe they're playing together, maybe one, you know, the little kid is, you know, eating off food off the big kid's plate or the big kid is touching the little kid's toys. As much as you can keep them separated when one child is sick, the better until the more severe symptoms are passed because it's going to spread really easily in the same household when you're in a small room close together. What about some of the myths that people hear about vaccinations and the flu? How do you recommend that pediatricians debunk some of these myths and get the word out to as many people as possible? I think that is an ongoing challenge that every pediatrician in the community and in the hospital setting faces. You know, the first thing I usually do when I talk about vaccines with patients in the emergency department is talk about not just the data, but my own experiences. You know, I've got three children. I've got three boys. Youngest is one year old. And all three of my children, as well as my wife and I, get the flu vaccine as well as the other vaccines we can, because most of the myths that are out there in terms of what's being injected, concerns about mercury levels, concerns about live viruses or other more severe things, they're not true. A lot of people are concerned about mercury levels in flu vaccines, and there's a, such a small amount that it's actually really not even harmful. And in some vaccines, you actually can get a flu vaccine with no mercury if you're really that worried. The injectable vaccine has no live virus. It's all dead. You cannot get the flu from the flu vaccine. You may get achy for a day or two, but that achiness that you get is going to be far, far, far less than actually getting the flu. And you're not going to die from getting the flu vaccine, whereas getting the flu itself could make you severely ill and require a hospital stay. And that doesn't really happen. Or if it does happen with the flu vaccine, it would be from an allergic reaction, which is also incredibly uncommon. So, you know, I think we have a lot of parents who are very well-meaning and well-concerned and just don't want to expose their child to something that they're worried could be harmful. I don't think there's any poorly intentioned parents out there. I think they just need to understand that some of what they're hearing out there, as you say, is a myth and that there's not only good science, but there's also lots of personal stories as well of many people that got ill and severely ill without the vaccine who may have been able to be saved or not get severely ill had they gotten it. So in summary, Dr. Ahmad, what else do you think is important for pediatricians and other healthcare professionals to know about this year's flu and when to refer? I think keep in mind that this year we're seeing children get sicker faster and seem to stay, uh, seem to stay a little bit sicker a little bit longer. And so, you know, despite how many patients you're seeing and how many patients we're seeing, we as a ER are an available resource. And if you're worried that you're seeing a patient in clinic or you're talking to them on the phone and based on what you're hearing or seeing, 
you're pretty concerned about how severely ill they are, that they might be dehydrated or need something that they can't be managed at home, get, go ahead and give us a call, and we will certainly support whatever you or your patient needs. And whenever you do talk to the families, if you're talking to them and they haven't received a vaccine and they're at home and the child is bold enough to get the vaccine, try to get them the vaccine whenever you have the opportunity. As long as the child isn't so severely ill that they can't take any vaccines, we would say go ahead and get it whenever you can. And I think continue to push the things that our doctors and the community know are important, you know, staying away from other sick people and push fluids and, and good hygiene practices are going to continue to be the kind of most basic components we can do to help prevent the spread of it the rest of the season. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's such important information. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.